Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome to the first episode of Interlude Army. Today we're talking about BTS on Jimmy Fallon, the concept photos for Map of the Soul 7, our overall thoughts on this comeback, and we'll also be interviewing a special guest. Let's get it! Welcome to Interlude Army. I'm Roseanne. And I'm Jose. Yay, welcome to our episode number one. Ah, this is our first episode, our official first episode. Yes, there you go. (laughs) We did want to talk about this podcast and the reason behind it and, you know, have you guys get to learn a little bit more about us Mm -hmm. as an individual. Jose, how are you feeling about this podcast and how it came to be <laughs> i'm excited first off i am very excited i i am a little bit nervous because it is our first official episode for this podcast so if it's uh, if it's awkward sometimes if it's messy sometimes hey that's just part of my <laughs> that's just part of my uh uh uh, uh, uh what makes me me <laughs> so, <laughs> so just keeping it real. Um, how do you feel, Roseanne? I mean, you're the one who came up with this idea and came to me. So why don't you tell our listeners how this came about and when you reached out to me? Well, actually, it was more of like a group discussion. Um, a couple of my friends came up to me and thought a podcast would be a good idea. And so we're all working in teams. And they asked me who I would choose as a co-host and you know, the first person who came into mind was Jose because, I mean, we've been talking online for a while now. I mean, although we haven't met in person, I felt like we've already had a lot in common other than being an army. Um, he also enjoys talking about theories and stuff. And y'all know I like my theories. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? Jose's perfect. So I slid in his DMs and here we are today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I first got Roseanne's DM, like we had already been talking, so mm-hmm. it's not like she just came out of nowhere and I was like, who is this person? <laughs> no, but even, even without having like previous 
conversations online, I knew Roseanne because of her YouTube channel, Excellence. So it's pretty big. She has a lot of great theory videos. She has a lot of compilation videos, the iconic Nobody's to Legends videos. Wow. Like a lot of people promoting me. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, come on. I got to give credit where credit is due. You know what I'm saying? So I had already seen Roseanne's videos and then finding her on Twitter. It was Twitter first when I saw. um, And I actually saw that she followed me. So once I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, I have to follow back. Like, she knows who I am. (laughs) I know who she is. We should get in contact. And actually, some of our viewers that uh, we share, like, an audience. And so some of our viewers have told us, like, oh, my God, could you do a collaboration with XLS? Please, please, please. Like, you like theories as well. She's into theories as well. Or maybe something else, a reaction, something. And I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity. She's reaching out to collaborate on this big project, a podcast. And I said yes. (laughs) I'm so happy that you did. And let me give you a shout-out as well. You know, Jose... (laughs) Like, I have my theories, but I love listening to your theories as well. Not only do you have such a soothing voice. Let me just oh, put that snap. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love how fun you are. Uh, I'm just going to admit now. I'm just going to say this, you know, all secrets out of the box. When there's a reaction or where the, when there's like a music video that drops, you're one of the first people I go to to watch a reaction uh, so let me just put that out there now i don't think i've ever told jose this until now this is a live no confession. Th- you've never had thank you so much for saying <laughs> oh. yeah so you that's the reason why you were the first person who came to mind and i'm just so glad you agreed to this and i we're gonna make a lot of memories out of this podcast so yes <laughs> we'll be looking back at this like a year from now and be like oh my god look at baby roseanne and baby jose we've grown so much or not we'd be the same (laughs) or not we're still the same no but for those who are interested though in this podcast our mission is to highlight armies around the world uh, by letting you guys also feature in future episodes so keep an eye out for that Um, we are going to try to involve armies as much as we can Mm mm-hmm but also, we're going to be doing interviews like the one today's and giveaways, letters, book clubs, fun games, and even more. Yes. So please be on the lookout. We are, this is collaborative, not just between me and Roseanne. Like, you guys are also going to be able to collaborate with us. It's just giving voices, I'm not giving voices. <laughs> <laughs> giving voices. <laughs> giving a voice to you as well. Okay. Um, and of course, we'll be discussing theories comebacks performances anything bts army and big hit related like we mentioned earlier we are having a special guest and i know bts's comeback is around the corner so hopefully this episode will help you guys prepare with the information that you guys are going to be given so yes stay tuned so now that you guys know what essentially this podcast is and what it's about and all that jazz let's take some time to introduce ourselves because Some of you may not be aware that we have YouTube channels. Uh, um, A lot of you might, but for those of you who don't, we would like to briefly introduce ourselves and just give us, uh, give you an idea of how we came to know BTS. So, ladies first, go ahead, Roseanne. Oh, okay. Hi, guys. My name is Roseanne, (laughs) (laughs) aka Excelest. I'm long story short, um, 
I got into K-pop back in 2006 um, through an anime show, but I didn't discover BTS. Was it Dragon Ball Z? (laughs) No, 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 no. Pokemon. Inuyasha. I I only watched Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, (laughs) Digimon. Wow, hey, at least you watch some of those. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I don't really watch anime anymore, sadly. But oh, okay. I didn't get into BTS until my sister introduced me to them. And the first video she ever showed me was BTS's dance practice to Bulletproof Part 2. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was already a fan of a certain group. And so the transition for me was a little bit hard. But it's, it's one of those things as to like, there is no way I am not gonna support and fall in love with bts like they're immediately i already fell in love with their choreography but i just got so curious with uh with them and i started watching like the punk ton bombs mm-hmm. and i fell in love with their uh, their personality they felt so raw and like down to earth yeah and so i think that's that's just um i became a i, I keep saying i became a fan in like february 2014 but um I think that the music video that truly, truly sucked me in was I Need You. And not, not Boy with Boy in Love, but I Need You was, yeah. <laughs> and I'm here today. Hi. Yay. We have Roseanne <laughs> in our fandom. Yes. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, similar to you, I mean, it's uh, I didn't come into it because of anime, but it mm-hmm. was a Japanese song that, got me into a Korean group mm. that did K-pop. <laughs> but this was back in 2013. So I got introduced into K-pop. Um, after that, it was a lot. I actually started off a lot with girl groups. So if you go on my channel, Jose Ochoa TV, you'll see that the very beginning of my channel consists of nothing but girl groups reactions <laughs> for K-pop girl groups. It wasn't until 2015 mm-hmm. that I... Came across comments and suggestions saying like, please, Jose, can you react to BTS Dope? It just came out today. It just came out today. Like literally hours ago. Please, 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 please. I was like, okay, let me do this. I mean, I've never heard of BTS. I've never seen any of their videos. Let me check them out. Mm -hmm. And I reacted the same day that it came out. So it was dope. And also back in the day when it first came out, some people were referring to it as sick. Um... Some people were saying dope. Some people were saying sick. But Mm -hmm. right now, we all know it as dope. Dope. Um, Yeah. And so I immediately was captivated. I was mesmerized. The choreography. As we all know, the dope MV is like a lot of... It's like focused on the choreography. Well, the guys look amazing as well. In their different professions. (laughs) But um, as far as the storyline goes, there's not much to it. But the choreography... And um, I immediately was captivated, like I said. And then I would say maybe two, three weeks after, I I was practicing and got their names down, their stage names. And then I went on to the real names. And by the next comeback for me, which was the Run MV, which was the introduction to the HYYH Part 2 era, um, I was standing. I was an army for sure. I already had my bias, which is, which right. is Jungkook. Like, it was... I, it was set in stone. I am supporting. I'm an army. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so, so 2015 and cut to today, I am still supporting like if it was my first comeback. Ah. But of course, as 
like you, I was initially mesmerized by how hard they work, Mm -hmm. the amount of practice that they do. They don't just practice for one hour, two hours. It's like literally 14 hours sometimes a day. And just knowing that they produce their own music, they write their own lyrics, it got I got a lot of more respect for them as well. Like I, I that drew me a lot to them and how you said they're so down to earth, they're mm-hmm. so humble, and to this day, they have remained that way. They so, have. I love them. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never had an artist impact me in this way. I've um, the first artist actually that got me into K-pop was Boa. I didn't get to mention that, but. Um, she, of course, impacted impacted me and drew me into K-pop. And then DBSK was the first K-pop boy group. But then there was no no one, no one like BTS that made me want to, or made me like reflect on myself and made me want to become a better person, you know? And so I'm very thankful to have been in the same era and to witness BTS's growth, you know? like Oh, definitely. We're, we are blessed to be experiencing <laughs> bts and their growth and all their record-breaking historic moments like each day i feel like they're breaking a new record (laughs) and it makes me so happy and proud for them what do you guys how do you guys feel about their comeback right now i think today actually the day that we're recording this they announced or they gave us more information about jimmy fallon's performance did you get to read into that jose yeah so um the night that they started teasing the jimmy fallon account on twitter it said something like jimmy fallon has a special announcement and then it had the little seven on the yeah, like, on the tweet and then also a purple heart i was like come on y'all like this yeah. <laughs> like if they're trying to hide it this is not the way to do it army already knows <laughs> this has bts written all over it and then mm-hmm. I think within the hour, I may be wrong on that, but not too long after they tweeted out saying, hey, BTS are going to be on the show. We're especially like it's going to be a special dedicated episode for BTS. And then to tweet mm-hmm. out questions with the hashtag Ask Fallon or BTS on. <laughs> what was it? Ask- yeah, yeah. It, uh, I'm trying to remember the the thing because i didn't get to tweet out a question so <laughs> i can't be- i actually tweeted one out and i forgot the hashtag already oop that was a fail <laughs> but anyway oop? they did that and um so everybody was already in the know that we were gonna get a special episode but we still didn't get any information as to like when it was gonna be or um I know we they told us it was going to be like a full episode dedicated to them. Yeah. But we were like, what do you mean by that? Like, what? What is the, like half of it is going to be a interview or half of it is going to be performance wise. Like, are we getting more than one performance? Like, we didn't know anything. And like you said, mm-hmm. I think today has been the day that they dropped all the information on us, the location, everything. Yes. And what they have in store. I mean, for those who don't know that is um they're going to use jimmy fallon as a a, the platform to premiere their new song i believe Mm -hmm. it's going to be their title track right or just they just said a new song i think it's the i mean it has to be the title track it has to be the title track right because it's gonna (laughs) air on the 24th and that's already after the album dropped so i don't see how they wouldn't uh, uh like take advantage of that you know yeah because this is gonna happen three days after the album drops Mm -hmm. but they said that it's gonna include an ex Extended interview that's gonna take place in a subway, <laughs> a performance at the Grand Central Terminal, and then they're gonna do like a tour and around New York City's landmarks. So 
it seems like a very i've never watched a full episode of jimmy fallon before i've only watched like segments <laughs> so i mean how long are his episodes usually like an hour long i right? hey i'm on the same boat i've never seen a single one from beginning to end except <laughs> when it was bts and not even the whole episode when it was bts i was making sure that i was just catching when bts was on right. yeah <laughs> and yeah so, just like the segments yeah but i mean you got to give it up to Jimmy Fallon. This is a lot for him. Like, to give up a whole episode just for BTS, it, it, I'm truly uh, grateful because that means, like, they he is one of those um, hosts, one of those uh, uh, celebrities, popular personalities, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. actors, comedian, that is taking BTS serious, you know? Like, yes. this is big. Like, it's huge to have a whole episode just them extended interview. I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be great. Like I feel like he's gonna get asked really great questions. If he asks a lot of questions that Army tweeted out, I also believe Army asked great questions as well. So mm-hmm. I, I just I'm really grateful for that because it it means a lot for BTS and it it really gives them a lot of exposure and hopefully people will get to see that these guys are serious. This isn't just some you know, uh, a, a fad or something like these are legit artists with a great message that they're trying to spread out to the world. A full episode. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of who else has had a full episode, but they also noted that this is going to be one of the most high production episodes the show has ever put out. Mm-hmm. So that already speaks a lot about how this episode's going to be. I mean, they took over a freaking Grand Central Terminal. Yes. Like, I've, I think I've only been there once, but... Oh, I don't even, I'm just thinking about it. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I'm sorry. So, no, it's all good, Roseanne. You need to let it out. Let it out. <laughs> don't not contain it. it <laughs> but um, as far as Grand Central Terminal, like the fact that they're doing the performance there, like I could uh, just looking at pictures online and seeing like, oh my God, I know they're going to do it. Like they are going to bring, oh, sorry. That's me clapping. <laughs> That's how excited I am. (laughs) This is going to be it. (laughs) And if they take advantage of like the ceiling and stuff, how they have it, like, oh my God, okay. Let me. (laughs) That's what what I'm like, yo, what are they going to do with the ceiling? Is there going to be like a a, a projector kind of thing? Is there going to be like water? I'm (laughs) like real water. Yeah. And then I I believe (laughs) the main producer of the show or of the performance, I forgot god already who exactly he like his title is but he gave us a lot of details and he said that this is like a grand performance so wow i know that's pretty vague but it makes me think that they're gonna be like it's i feel like it's gonna be a big space i don't see them recording like in a small room or something i don't i don't know like a small area you know that's true i mean I, I mean, we, we don't even know what the concept is for this title track, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of, like, going off of what was ha- that's been given to us. Right. You know, like, Black Swan, Shadow, Ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that because Grand Central Terminal seems like a very, um, like, not majestic, I don't know, like, grand title. That's why it's called Grand Central, <laughs> girl. <laughs> like... What they are they gonna be walking in in freaking suits? I don't know. You know, like we don't know what to expect. Well, I do know that they recorded when it was closed, right? Yeah, because no one knew about it. People were asking me, "Hey, did they record?" Because they're in Korea now. <laughs> because I did see that um, a few of the dancers from the lab um, 
the dance That's company, right. <gasps> like the same ones that were with chicken, uh, performed with uh, Hobie in Chicken Noodle Soup. Um, yes. That's how we were able to gather that too. That somebody from BTS or J Hope from BTS is working with Becky G because we got all these puzzle pieces and one of <laughs> one of them was the lab was in LA saying that they had recorded something big and stuff. So that's happening again. Like a lot of well, I don't know how many, but <laughs> I did see some <laughs> members of the lab either Instagram or Twitter. They were tweeting out like pictures from Grand Central Station, <gasps> and it was like around. 3 or 4 a.m. or something like that. And so that's when I believe it's closed. Huh. So, like, they they did it when it wasn't open anymore. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what happened because that, nobody knew. That makes sense. And usually fans, if, if they were to perform at, you know, the place, fans would talk about mm-hmm. it. But this time there wasn't. And it, you know how you pointed out those uh, those dancers from the lab? The dancers from Black Swan were actually in L.A. as well at the same time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, they're MN Dance Company. MN oh, Dance yeah. Company. For the MN Dance Company. That's another. <laughs> there you go. Okay. What are they? Let me see. <laughs> Let me check. They're in Slovenia. Yeah. See, so they were in L.A. the same time BTS was in. And I'm not sure if they also went to New York. Because, yeah, they're not. <gasps> Wouldn't that be amazing if they also had them collaborate in some way that would be beautiful because like incorporating their contemporary dance into whatever they're planning on here like we don't even know how the performance is even going to be because they said performance maybe there's like a little opening i don't know but they could be incorporated as like backup dancers or that i would love to see that yeah definitely like imagine if they did like a little intro and then BTS came out with Black Swan or something. Because, I mean, I feel like they have to perform Black Swan as well, not just the title track. Mm, that would make sense. Because um, they didn't tell us how many songs. And then the fact that it's a whole episode about them, right. like just for them to perform one song, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's possible they could perform two songs or more. I mean, other the um, Jimmy Fallon's episode we did want to touch base on the concept photo since that was dropped recently. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not ready for We're this. I'm not ready for this topic. No. So there were four concepts and hopefully all of you guys have seen it because all of the images and photos were beautiful. Like, I ha- this has to be like one of my favorite um, concepts for an album. I think the last one might have been Wings for me. Um, and also the, like, I think it was like Love Yourself Her Zero uh, or O's girl or zero. Zero. <laughs> it was O for something. Concept O. It was like a black and white. Girl can't think right now. I'm sorry. But uh, it's been a... I love this whole concept. But which one was your favorite out of the four, Jose? So when I first saw version four, I mean, I did a whole reaction for all these, but I'm not 100% ready to say that it is my favorite because i'm still debating on one (laughs) hand i have version two and on the other Mm. i have version four version two hit me like a train like (laughs) a a train a car a bus a person a A bike all of it ran me over how is a plane okay yeah (laughs) on the landing strip you're right you know what you're right A, a plane ran me over because I was not ready for version two. Something about darkness is always intriguing to me. And I feel for the majority of people, the darkness being someone, one of those things like don't go into the dark or, um, mm. you know what I mean? Like as, as growing up, even as a kid being told that way, you want to do it because it's intriguing. So 
But then version four did it as well huh. because we were so caught up in one, two, and three. They were like versions one, two, and three were very um, similar in the same in the concept of like they're dark to me. Mm-hmm. Like all three of those concepts were pretty dark to me. Mm-hmm. But then version version four came out of nowhere. Like I was not expecting them all smiling and multiple photos in one photo and the group shot just oh my god it like filled my heart with it was joy fun it looked yes fun. and then seeing the actual description um that bts put out i mean big kid and bts put mm-hmm. out uh saying that the last version is their true selves it all made sense you know what i'm saying because in the first three versions i feel like they were kind of playing a character they're playing a side of themselves so in the version four, I feel like it's their true selves, like they said it. It's like as if but, they found I mean, happiness oh with each other, right? That's how it comes off when you see it. Yeah, and it's interesting. And, and for version four, I don't know if you noticed that every single group shot, even if it was the subunits, those are in black and white. The only color ones are the ones where they're by themselves. Um. So that's also something that got my attention but um enough of that i mean i I would have to say it's between two and four i'm leaning a little bit more towards four but what about you roseanne do you have a favorite version so i felt the same way as you when you when it comes to something that's mysterious is really intriguing to me and i think what sold me was concept photos number two because Mm -hmm. their wings something about them being dressed in all black with the whole wings and the water is just so mysterious. And I don't know, I, it's kind of, okay, here's, a, here's another thing about me. Um, growing up, I had an obsessed, I'm not obsessed, okay, girl, I sound crazy. I was, I, I liked vampires. Uh-huh. They looked like, you know, I obviously didn't have like bat wings or everything, anything, but it reminded me of those mystical creatures in the darkness Uh similar to vampires so that's the reason why i instantly fell in love with that i need a wallpaper of it on my wall (laughs) (laughs) i need a jungkook's photo on a t-shirt on a blanket like i'm not even playing like i am you need it printed on your cup you need it like your phone case that one hit me so I can't like woo. But um, and then the corsets, Jimin and Jungkook. Oh, have that's corsets. right. I people were like brightening up the images and stuff. What do you think about that? Like they like I just love the fact that they take like fashion risks. I love how they use like um, what would you call that? Multi gendered, like they uh, what's that? Gender um, androgynous. Adro- adro- yeah, there you go. I can't even say the word, girl. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But yes, um, I cannot wait to see because um, the concept photos could also relate to their title track. You know what I mean? So um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the second concept was linked to Black Swan, but maybe one of those outfits will be part of the title track. You know what I mean? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. the third one, when they're on the table, obviously it's automatically gives you the last supper. But yeah, it, right. Oh, definitely. But it also gives you Dionysus because they literally perform on a table. I mean, granted, they don't have food, but <laughs> it's still <laughs> very similar. <laughs> but um, I mean, they got the wine. Yeah, wine, right? that's they're, true. They're like they, drinking from cups. They have the, 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 what are they called? The goblets or not the goblets. I'm not thinking of Harry Potter. Ch- chalice. Girl, there you chalice. go. Chalice. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about Harry Potter. Jin gave me so much Harry Potter vibes oh, with the glasses right. and on version four. 
That's right. People were he talking looks about amazing. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh gosh! I feel like we need to talk more about concept photos. <laughs> and to go along with the concepts, the album covers have been released. What do you think about that? I so love pretty. it. They're so pretty. I don't know why I was thinking yes. the album was gonna be blue. I'm so glad they chose white though. Uh, my favorite one though, other than the the whole dark blue, navy blue, black one, I, I actually mm-hmm. like the pink one. Um, that's because oh, yes. it's the pink one. How about yours? Which one was your favorite actually? So it's it's. It's gonna have to be the third one. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the dark one? Something about the the third version is like it has some red, some black. It's like kind. Of, I think it would be the darkest oh, one. I guess. Out of it, the four. it reminded me of um shadow. Like shadow, yeah. Right? <gasps> hmm. So it, you can actually connect it with a lot. Like that one can be connected to shadow. Mm-hmm. Black Swan can be connected to the second one because it literally is the seven that they put with the single cover, mm-hmm. and then. The fourth one is the blue one, which could go with ego. Ego, yes. And then the pink one. So the pink one should have to be the title, title track. track. Oof. You're on to something, Jose. <laughs> but, I mean, pink, it gave me boy with love. But I'm like, well, we already had that. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's that, you know. I think it has to be connected to the title track. That's what I'm thinking. So for those who have joined us for our first Interlude Army episode, we do want to let you guys know that the following episodes will be on the podcast app called Himalaya. Himalaya has tons of cool features like curated podcast playlists and collections, along with personalized recommendations. And we have a goal... The goal is to reach 1,000 followers. After reaching that goal, we'll be giving away a full set of Map of the Soul 7. That's right. That's complete set. Versions 1, 2, 3, and 4. So make sure to download the Himalaya app and follow Interlude Army. Link is down below in the description box. Welcome back to Interlude Army. As we mentioned, we have a special guest today, the head admin and founder of USBTS Army. Welcome to our episode, Imelda. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for taking your time for joining us today. So there's a lot of things we'd love to discuss with you and learn from you. So um, our first question actually is, how and why was USBTS Army created and when so i mean first i just want to say really quick thank you so much for having me i'm I'm a pretty big fan of both of you guys so this is really cool oh well thank Um, you thank you thank you (laughs) no thank you guys um but essentially us bts army was created april 28th of 2014 um so we're going to be celebrating our sixth year anniversary pretty soon Essentially, it kind of just started um, because I noticed there wasn't exactly a fan base for fans in the U.S. or fans um, or a fan base representing uh, ARMY in the U.S. Mm -hmm. We don't claim that we represent all ARMY in the U.S. That's not exactly that's not what we do at all. You know, it kind of just started just because there was other fan bases out there, um, but a lot of them were international or they were in different parts of the world. I noticed there wasn't one exactly for U.S. fans, so it kind of just started from that, just kind of wanting to to have somewhere that, you know, U.S. fans could find important info they needed or, you know, just whatever I could to support BTS in the U.S. and to support ARMY in the U.S. So that's kind of just where it came from. Well, I'm glad that you, you know, took a step 
to create that for us. Did it originally start on Twitter or on which social media platform? Yeah. So actually the first, um, the first anything, the first thing was like it created a Gmail account and then we created a Twitter <laughs> account. Um, and then it kind of just started from there. Now we're all over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We have our own website. Um, we're on LinkedIn. So it's, wow. we're everywhere. Yeah. Professional. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> you would say that you had already been in like two, three comebacks already in, and that's how you started with the, that's when you started the actual fan base. Yes. So it, it kind of started a little bit after the um, school love affair comeback, Ooh. I think. If, ah, if my yes. memory serves correctly. Yeah, no, you're yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> that was what led me really to, to start it. I'd been in K-pop for a while, but I was new to Stan Twitter and I was getting familiar with everything that's included in being a, a k-pop fan yeah it was after that comeback and i was like dang a lot of fans are like how do i do this and how do i do that and back then it was a little yeah, bit harder yeah, sure. you know to access all that content so i was just like we should you know i had a friend actually encourage me to do it she had had experience with fan bases before and, and running fan bases oh. um and she was like you should totally do it and i was like oh i don't know if i could do that she's like no just do it and yeah here here we are almost six years later that is that's really amazing to hear because you weren't expecting it to be as big at, as it was no. now. You yeah, know no, I mean? absolutely. So. <laughs> we're very, we're very, very lucky to be where we are. Oh, that's so cool. So, in addition to supporting and sharing the latest news and information about BTS, you guys have accomplished a lot, including being registered under the U.S. government as a nonprofit organization. I mean, that's that's big. That's that's legit. Can you tell us what that means to you and why that was a goal of yours? Um, yeah, so we actually just became um, a nonprofit about a year ago. It, it kind of stemmed from a place of wanting to be taken um, a little more seriously. Being fans of a K-pop boy group, it's, you know, I mean, as you guys know, there's always that stereotype of, we're just a bunch of teenage screaming fangirls behind, you know, behind computer screens and, and Twitter accounts typing away. Yeah. We figured becoming a nonprofit was the easiest way for people to realize that this is something that we take very seriously. And this is something that we're absolutely passionate about. And so that's kind of, you know, where it came from. We wanted to be able to support BTS in a more, how do I put it, in a, on a more official level not that we're official with big hit or bts in any way whatsoever right right you know right. <laughs> but it's essentially a, a business and and what we do we take very seriously and um it also helps us to look a lot more professional when we reach out to other nonprofits about doing collaborations with them um like we raised some money for unicef this past year that's amazing um, oh that's awesome you know and and it, it comes from it's like hey we're not just a bunch of fans like we are a legitimate organization that's really interested in in working with you guys and collaborating with you guys that was pretty much the the whole idea of becoming an official nonprofit. was we wanted to be taken seriously and um we wanted to be able to do more for bts and more for army spreading that message i love it yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking about collaborations, I mean, you guys were also invited to speak at a panel at George Washington University. I mean, what was that experience like for you? I mean, that was definitely something I never, ever dreamed would happen. It was such a huge honor. And, you know, we're thankful to everyone at George Washington that invited us there. We spoke at their um, Korean colloquium. 
Mm. It's, it's something that they have every year. And, you know, I was talking to some of the professors who are in charge of that colloquium. And they said that a lot of times they do it more on, um, like the, the stuff that goes on between North and South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's very like academic. It's very much like centered on academia and, and what goes on in Korea on a cultural level and on a political level. But for some reason this year, they decided to focus a little bit on K-pop. And it was one of the professors. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the professor's wives, actually, who was like, you can't talk about K-pop and not invite a fan or a fan base to talk about it. (laughs) Right? It's (laughs) like the best way to talk about BTS is to bring someone who's experienced, who's known so much about them. So I'm glad that they invited you guys. Yeah, so we we were very, very honored. But I mean, our presentation was just essentially what it is we do as a fan base and, mm. and, you know, all of that stuff. And I took a little shots at my mom at the beginning just because, you know, <laughs> the one person who always told me K-pop would never take me anywhere was my mom. Right. And it's like, well, ma'am. <gasps> that girl, I could, I could connect with you on that. Yes. Yes. You know, so, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of us have heard it like, oh, who cares about your Korean boys and all this? And, you know, it's never going to take you anywhere. And it's like, well, because of them, I got to give a, a, an amazing presentation that, uh, at a really, really prestigious university. So it's, we just, you know, just mm-hmm. talked, I talked eight hours, we invest in it and a little bit about BTS. And then there was a Q&A at the end and it was, it was a really, really great um, experience. I'm sure it was. And I know that a lot of people are very interested in our fandom and how we work. You know what I mean? Like, um, honestly, I could say we are, if not well, um, the most, one of the most powerful fandoms on this planet at the moment. Oh, absolutely. And so the fact that you were able to discuss with everyone there on how you guys function and how we get things done. And for that, I hope after your presentation, a lot of people are really thinking about it and taking us seriously where this is not just like a little fever going around like oh we like these these boys because of their looks and everything and yeah it's not it's just not a just phase a, not yeah. just a phase there you go yes. yeah and it's funny i had a lot of um you know a lot of the professors or the even the other panelists that presented um and the guests at the colloquium came up after and were like i didn't expect this they were all very surprised at how professional and in-depth our presentation was and how uh, how much work and research we put into it. And, you know, it was it was kind of the common consensus around the room was everyone was surprised at how seriously I took this because no one really knew what to expect. Right. right. And, it, and it was just kind of like, yeah, no, guys, like this is a, ser- this is a serious thing. Like <laughs> I wasn't going to stand up here and just be like, oh my God, so BTS, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what like, they kind of think we would say or what we do. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was nice to, to be able to change the conversation to, to show these people, this is very serious and what we do, we don't take it lightly. So that was, that was really great. That's awesome. Yeah. So seeing as you've been, in working on this since 2014 and you've experienced a lot of comebacks with this new comeback that we have with map of the soul seven what would you recommend focusing on for this new comeback um see that's that's kind of i mean it's a tricky it's it's a hard question to be like this is exactly what you need to focus right just because there's so many things um that that we can focus on and push um 
a lot of times, and what I like to tell people is we're very proud of all the accomplishments that, that BTS has done on the billboard charts and all the hard work that ARMY have put. Mm-hmm. But us personally, we don't like to focus too much on like, you know, we don't want to pressure fans into thinking, oh, if you're not streaming so many times, or if you're not buying all the albums or downloading all the songs, then you're not doing what you're supposed to. Oh, like right. you're not a fan. Exactly. Like you're not a real you know, fan. Yeah. Mm. So, but I mean, there's definitely so many things that you can do. Our biggest battle from the get-go has always been radio play. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Just trying to get those songs, you know, BTS's songs, you know, we get to hear it a couple of times when the album first drops and we might hear it a couple of times that first yeah. week, but then it kind of just dies down into nothing. Sadly. Yeah. Exactly. And obviously there's more to it than just us requesting. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we're not aware of. Yes. I keep hearing about that too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we can't control, but it's it's the same thing we've been telling everyone and all the other fan bases have from the beginning. Uh, request the songs on the radio, stream the songs on YouTube, on whatever streaming service, buy the song off of iTunes and buy the albums. Whatever you can contribute is gonna help regardless. It is. I actually still remember when we were still trying to get BTS played on the radio and um, we would work together to send requests. And I I remember I always have to remind people that we started off to where there was no radio play at all. And even if we don't get the radio play we want, the fact that, you know, we just keep pushing yourself. um, Well, if you have time to request it, I don't don't push it. But um. (laughs) Just the way we've been working, actually, as ARMY and BTS. Um, don't give up hope if they're not being played on the radio as much as um, we, we want them to be played. But just keep keep trying. Uh, we'll, we'll get there because we literally started with no radio play to a decent amount of radio play. And we'll get there where they're being played every single hour of the day. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Radio play is one of the most important things. How about um, streaming nowadays? Streaming on like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Um, how important is that? Like I know YouTube somewhat plays a role in Billboard, but kind of want to discuss a little bit more about how important that is. Yeah, I mean, so streaming is obviously very important. Mm-hmm. That YouTube thing has just taken, it just started actually this year at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. um, where, you know, streams from the official YouTube will count towards the billboard charts. And I don't necessarily think we have a problem when it comes to streaming like the music video. Oh yeah, no, for sure we (laughs) (laughs) We can can get those numbers in. Um, And even, you know, streaming, um, obviously when you pay for the streaming service, like if you have Spotify Premium or Apple Music, when you pay for the service, obviously the streams count more towards the charts than um, when you just use the service for free and listen to the ads. But the ads still do count, you know, the, the non-premium accounts still count. Mm-hmm. Granted, you do have to stream more times um, on those non-paid accounts than you would on the paid ones, but they still do count. I think the most important thing, too, is you want to make sure that you're not streaming like a robot. Oh, that's right. Right, yeah. Yes. Don't just put the song on loop and listen to it over and over and over and over again. You know, you want to make sure you avoid stuff like that. You want to act like a person. So listen to you know the the title track and then put another bts song in between and then maybe listen to a different artist and then go back to it so you want to make sure that you're not behaving like a robot you're not just putting the song on loop 
you know, act like a human is basically what I tell people, you know, like listen to the song, listen to other songs in between, listen to it again. Yeah. So sometimes I actually see like uh, accounts on Twitter that'll share like playlists to like actively play so that way it counts as a human. Like you might not be interested in listening to specific songs, but armies are creating playlists so that way it's not just the same song after the other. Would you say it's okay to follow those playlists as well? Mm, yeah. You know, I've heard like conflicting theories on the playlists. Some 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 people say that yes, they work and some people are like no, don't listen to a playlist because it's still the same kind of repetitive nature. So like that's and, true. and that's the bad thing when it comes to us trying to do well on streaming and on the charts because no one really knows, you know what I mean? Like unless you work for billboard or whatever other streaming service none of us can a hundred percent know for sure like yes this is accurate like i have even looked up newspaper like not newspaper but like online articles about streaming and all of the articles too have conflicting you know like some of them are like yes this counts and other ones are like no this doesn't but you know like i i mean i haven't heard too much negative so like yeah i mean there's fans who work hard on these playlists to curate them for other fans and fan bases too um will release uh playlists so that fans can use them so it's just i think the most important thing is just like you know don't behave like a robot listen to the song listen to some other songs listen to it again Make sure you're not muted, you know, because like what human being listens to a song muted? True. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, true. that's true. Yeah, you that's know? another thing. Yeah the, yeah, the volume has to be up. I think the same thing goes for YouTube as yes. well. Um, yeah, as you well. can't just put a video on loop. You have to at least fit in, I don't know, like two, four, two to four videos in between. So it doesn't make us look like a robot. For, for So for those who don't know about that now. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, and the cool thing is there's so many um, fan bases out there who this is specifically what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and this is like the info that they share specifically. So there's so many resources for fans out there if they want to know, like, how do I do this the right way? Um, so, you know, I always recommend to people, Hey, if we don't necessarily have the answers for you, then, you know, here's this other fan base or here's this one, or, you know, it's the info is out there and it's not that hard to find. Right. right. Um, there's fans who, who do this too. Like, they're just like, guys, this is what we need to be doing. And, and, you know, the thing too, about streaming and all of this other stuff with technology, it's constant. The rules are constantly changing. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, that's true. You know, the rules are always changing and Right now, YouTube streams might, you know, um, count towards the Billboard charts. How do we know in a year they might not? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 always constantly changing. So it's it's kind of just like you know, stay up to date with your, your fan bases or the other fans that you know know about this stuff. Kind of do some digging yourself. You know, it's just. But the most important thing I would say is just you know, behave like a human. Look up the <laughs> music video. Don't just loop it. You know. Don't just loop stuff, look stuff up, type it in, search it on your own, look up other stuff in between, listen to the whole thing. I know like some new rules came out right now. Um, I'm not too familiar with them yet, but some new rules came out about YouTube streaming and how those count. Oh, yes. Um, I just saw, was it like an hour ago or something like that? An article, yeah, right? Exactly, like an hour ago, <laughs> you know? So it's, you know, you want to just, I just tell fans all the time, just like, you know, follow people who, who work on this stuff. And, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. We're not perfect. Of course, we're, not mm-hmm. we're not perfect. You know, so if it makes sense to you, then do it. If it doesn't, then, you know, for whatever reason, then just, you know, do what you think is, is going to be best kind of thing. So tying in a little bit on singles and how they're charting. Um, since we, this time around, 
they've been a bit different. They released Black Swan as the first single, and then we still don't know the title for the lead single, the title track. Um, could you explain to our listeners what that exactly means? Because it's never really been done before where they release an actual, yeah. they call it themselves a single, yeah, but it's not the title track. You know, I... I was when I when I when they released the um the comeback like map um and I oh, yeah. saw uh-huh. that they were releasing a single I was like okay well this is interesting um <laughs> it's because you know a lot of western artists will do this they'll release a single before they release their mm-hmm. their full album and the album has a separate title track I think I, I you know I, I remember reading somewhere in an article and like last sometime last year that a lot of times like companies release singles to kind of gauge listener response and and to see how the general public will kind of sway towards a certain song or not mm-hmm. because when we do like most requests live and we're requesting you know the song on the radio on the weekends that like a lot of radio stations it wasn't like black swamp wasn't released to be played on the radio like they were still like we were still requesting Make it right, featuring uh, love, you know, <laughs> love, yeah. Love. So, um, I think it was just more or less kind of, because it, it did get them on the charts and they did get on some charts for Black Swan. I think it was just kind of like a mixture of seeing where the general public would be at. It helped. I think it kind of helps also with longevity on the chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. So we could focus on one song. Yeah, you know, because like I think it, it has to do like a lot with it. I mean, that's kind of always been our problem when it comes to charting <laughs> it's true. just the longevity it's not that immediate because when that comes out we are all over it you know we are streaming and watching the music video and sharing and doing all the stuff we need to and it comes out great and after that first week we're doing really well the problem that we have is is keeping it high up on the charts and keeping it high up there and it's really more with the longevity right. and i think you know, I think singles have something to do with that. It helps with the longevity. Kind of like how, like, what's Little Nas did with all those singles that he kept releasing. Yes. All the remixes? You know? <laughs> yes. All those remixes that he kept releasing. You know, I kind of, I kind of want to say it's like the same thing. It, You know, because he was releasing all these different remixes, but his original song was still going up on the charts right. because it got credit yeah. for that. Um, I don't know if it's going to apply to BTS, though, because obviously Black Swan is not a remix of the original title track. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I think it just has to do with that kind of gauging general charts, um, all of all of that kind of stuff in there in between. Yeah, they definitely, like you said, are doing somewhat of what like Western artists are doing or have been doing, we should say, like. I, I do remember seeing a lot of artists releasing even two singles before the actual album comes out. Right. So I kind of took it that way. But uh, I feel like some listeners might be like, I, I still don't get it. Like, what do you mean for a single? But then there's a lead single. So thank you so much for clearing that up for us. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like I tell people all the time, too. I'm like, don't worry about why it's called a single, why it's called a title track, why this is a lead single or all that stuff. It's a great song for BTS. Listen to it, stream it, buy it, yes. enjoy it, and like, you know, forget about what it's called. Like, and and that's I just I, I don't like it when fans get anxiety over comeback because they're like, Am I streaming correctly? Am I buying correctly? Am I chart listening correctly? And it's just, you know, it's that's not what comeback is about. It's about hearing BTS's new album and interval all the time. Like, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be fine. 
like it's it i, I don't want anyone to ever like feel pressured or anxious about it right they should be happy exactly <laughs> they should enjoy this yes. party, this festa <laughs> yeah that's one thing i want to remind fans that you know don't stress yourself out so i think on on twitter it's nice to see others reminding each other you know when you're streaming 24 hours 24 7 take make sure to take a break <laughs> you make know, sure to eat make sure to eat have fun with yeah. it you know don't don't make it to where you're stressed out because I know for a fact the boys wouldn't want our mental health to be uh, concerned. Exactly. Now. Like, can you imagine? Like, they released this music. We can listen to it and they're sharing all of this stuff with us. And then that the last thing they want is for their fans to be having anxiety attacks because <laughs> I didn't buy the song enough or I didn't stream it enough or, you know, like that's yeah. the last thing they're going to want. They want us to just listen and enjoy their music. Exactly. So, so for ARMY who aren't able to help that much financially... I think you touched on this a little bit before, but there there are a lot of ARMY that even on Twitter or on YouTube will contact me and send me messages saying, like, I can't buy it. I can't buy the album. I can't buy the song. What can they do to support? What would you say is the best way to support for people that can't financially support? I mean, I like my first instinct always, because I get a lot of those messages too. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a horrible fan. I can't purchase any of their albums. I can't buy the song. I can't buy a pay the streaming service every month and that just breaks my heart that they feel like they're not good fans because they can't do that you know like being an army doesn't mean buying stuff and 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 pushing stuff and you know it's i tell people if you like the music and you like their message like you're a fan that's it Mm -hmm. if you can't buy the album that's totally fine if you can't buy the song that's a hundred percent okay too um you know there's so many things that fans can do um that doesn't have to include money you can you know promote the music video and share it on your facebook and share it on your twitter account your instagram share it to your friends and be like hey guys watch this video you know Mm -hmm. um like every weekend they have um most requests live where fans tweet you know your your song requests to to listen to them on like uh, like a hundred plus radio stations on the weekend so you know there's that that you can do and you know it's not just on twitter it's also they do it on instagram and on facebook and i think snapchat too um oh yeah they're doing like tiktok challenges as well like just with like chicken noodle soup yeah yes you know so like like tiktok's like the next big platform and and Uh so many songs gain momentum because of things like tiktok challenges Mm -hmm. um so you know that's something else that you can do it um you know there's there's so many there's so many different ways that you can support without having to spend your money you know requesting the songs to radio stations by tweeting and calling and sending them emails just watching the music video you know mm-hmm. you can still use the streaming services yeah maybe you know you, you might have to stream a little more but you can still use spotify and listen to the ads and listen to bts's songs and, and all of these other things exactly um you know it's it, it's sharing their music video and sharing their content you know and just telling people like hey did you see bts released a new music video you should totally watch it you know uh-huh. Um, so there's so many different things that, that people can do. And I just don't want anyone to think they're less of a fan because they can't buy an album or purchase a song. So I still feel so awkward. on this. So Thank you for like, you know, putting up with us, Imelda. No, it's fine. Thank you guys for having me. I'm like, it's fun. Oh, well, I'm glad it was fun. Cause it's, it, it's our very first 
episode, official episode. <laughs> yeah, cool. official episode, first I'm, interview. So. I'm so excited. I'm so Yay. excited. <laughs> but yes, thank you once again, Amilda. Um, quick shout out though for you. Where can people follow you on the website, social media? Yeah, so um, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all US BTS Army. Um, and then we also have our website, usbtsarmy.com. Um, and that's, you know, uh, our, our website is something that we're very proud of. And we have all the information that I talked about during um, our interview is up on our website. And, you know, anything anybody needs to know, we have member profiles and like an army hub with like comeback tips and how to navigate through all the Korean aspects of comeback and any information any fan needs to know is going to be up on our website. Um, and definitely check out our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, um, where we, you know, pretty much just shove bts in everybody's face <laughs> <laughs> good one good one. thank you so much yeah, thank you thank once you guys again. for having me <laughs> All right, so that's everything that we have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and you learned a lot from this interview as well because I sure did. I mean, how did you feel about episode one, Jose? Oh my God, I feel so much better now. I was nervous at the beginning, but uh, I feel good. I feel really good about the future of this podcast as well. Mm -hmm. I learned more from you, about you, and I just, I feel like it's going to be great having to collaborate with another army mm -hmm. and having another viewpoint as well because sometimes I only have my mind to how I, like, portray uh, stuff or visuals, images, whatever, and having another army like yourself share your thoughts is going to make me think, you know, in a different way and see it in a different way. Yeah. And so. That's exciting. And so having ARMY as well be participating as well. We, we have a lot more stuff, guys. Like, do not worry. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel, Roseanne? Well, it's, I was, of course, really nervous. But as we continued to talk over the podcast, it just felt really natural. And I had a lot of fun. Um, and I can't wait to see how our future episodes turn out. But I do have a feeling that it's it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to start having you guys be part of this yes. as well. Excited to like announce all the segments and everything. So please look forward to that. Please follow us on Interlude Army. So we do have an official Twitter, guys. And we do have an email address where you can contact us. Apart from our personal social media that you may know us from, you can follow us at Interlude Army PD. That is Interlude Army PD on Twitter. And also we have an email address where you can send us questions, feedback, the love, uh, your love of BTS that you might want to share with us. You know, it's a collaborative podcast. Mm -hmm. That email is interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to keep connected with us. You can send us any type of messages and we'll be happy to read them all. And again, episode two will be on the podcast app called Himalaya. So make sure to download that. Then follow us on there on Interlude army link to download the app will be in the description box and remember this will be a weekly podcast so i can't wait to see you guys there thank you guys i hope you have a wonderful day i am roseanne and i'm jose thanks for watching bye. or watching listening bye <laughs> <laughs> watching listening you know what's up yes bye <laughs> Kim Tae-yong, Jung Jung-woo, Beats
buying cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.